0: This is this, is this,
1: this, fight disciples
0: We are gathered here today
1: for the fight disciples UFC and boxing talk it 's Tuesday night at half past six and you are listening to the fight disciples on radio city talk and listen. Adams away again he's got he's down in uh, Cardiff all this week he's down there with AJ ahead of the big fight this weekend um, packed with talent pay per view on Sky Box office we'll come onto that a little bit later but obviously I didn't want didn't want to carry the whole show me on my own, so I've got myself a special guest and who better than the now 4-0 superstar the machine himself Anthony Fowler, welcome to the studio.
0: Nice one, Nick. Good to be here, mate.
1: You're looking well, mate, even though you've got a uh, you've got a stitch over one eye, you've got a knuckle, that's <laughs> three times the size, but you've still got a big smile on your face.
0: Yeah, I'm always smiling when you're with it,
1: mate. <laughs> <laughs> looking back uh, at, the, at the weekend, obviously most people will, will remember the fact that you got cut in the first round, but more than anything, you got six rounds. Now, for me, six rounds worth the weight in gold. What's your thoughts on it? You know, uh, I'd see, you've took a
0: bit of stick over it, mm. bizarrely. Looking back, I'm happy to get six rounds on my belt. I showed me fitness, and me stamina, as well that I can, I can like maintain a good pace. But at the time, I was disappointed because I wanted to get the KO and keep the streak going. But he like said it's, it's important to get the rounds on my belt. And when I'm in a hard fight, a hard ten, to twelve rounder, I need to have rounds on my belt. So it, it, it can stand me in good stead.
1: Yeah, the um the the response you got on social media this always baffles me. This you know. <laughs> The, the response you seem to have got on social media—it's obviously it's largely positive. There's largely most people out there have got a brain and they're like, "Oh yeah, great that you know, well done, six good rounds. Don't worry about this knockout record. It's a you know it's a joke anyway." But there's still that fear element to give you stick, over
0: it. Hey, people don't run the band, you? you can never please anyone. I, I don't even try anymore. I give up, give up years ago. But um, like I said, my opponent was very durable. He had 60, 60 fights and been stopped three times and. He took world champions the distance over ten rounds. And I think in another two rounds there, I could have could have could have stopped him. Definitely, he was slowing down rapidly. That kid, and if he had two more rounds in him, I would have stopped him. But can never please everyone, mate. I've no, had, it was me. Th- me four fight it was, and I watched a good kid, winning record. He was he was a Hungarian national champion. His last fight before me, he beat a kid who was seven zero over ten rounds. So he went a mug, and um, I thought that, that was him very very easy.
1: Yeah, the um. In regard to the, the the social media goons and all that, you seem to love it. You engage with it. You re, you, re, you reply to most of them. You retweet a lot of them. But, you know, it, it, is, is this some is this part of the game that you that is there? You know, ten years ago, social media on this scale didn't didn't mix with boxing. It it didn't exist. But now fighters have got to appreciate the fact that unfortunately it's out there. And well, you say unfortunately, but in a lot of ways, it's fortunate as well. It's a great way to promote yourself. But you seem to get a kick out of engaging with everyone.
0: No, I do find it funny sometimes. I can't lie. Like, some of the comments did they, they baffle me, but I thought I think it's funny. I think if I quote tweet them, people can see what they're saying. So my followers can have a little laugh as well. So I just, I don't think it's, I think it's putting us to block everyone and be miserable. But I try have a laugh at them and make them fans hopefully one day. Yeah. The, uh,
1: <laughs> and it's not just you. You know, bizarrely enough, I've seen people have a go at AJ. I've seen, mm-hmm. go with you, I've seen people have a go with Tony Bellew. I've seen people have a go at all manner of fighters. You know, even at the weekend, we'll we'll talk about him a bit later on in the show. Darren Till breakthrough moment in the UFC, and yet there's people on social media giving him stick. It's like, I, it baffles me how these people get on with their lives. What yeah. what what do they get out of it? Oh, I've just I just give Anthony Fowler stick there on Twitter
0: yeah. on I, on Iod. Yeah, they get brave behind the keyboard, but like, I don't think I've never seen no-one say it to me face, you know what I mean? No one's ever come to me box show, went, you know what? I'm not impressed with you for um, over the keyboard, mate. They're all very brave,
1: yeah. Do you think people are saying, obviously, you put it the other day that, um, that uh, you know, a lot of fans are like kind of that they, they, they seem to be they're either 100% team machine, 100% fans. Right. Or you've got this like Marmite effect where they're, where they're like, no, 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 I'm not having it. I'm not buying it. What, what do you think that's, why do you think you've, you've come across like that?
0: <laughs> Again, it baffles me. I don't know. I just I just keep my head down. and am wearing. I just, I never like, promoting it on bad. I'm always trying to be positive to people and help people. I never see me like slagging people off or dismissing the achievements. So, maybe people think I'm false or they think I'm whatever, but I am what I am, do you know what I mean? Even me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. i I never changed and um, I just try and be me.
1: Do you think some of it, and I'm being honest here because I've got a touch of it as well, is just abs jealousy? I <laughs> think people are just jealous of your abs? It's
0: a possibility, Did yeah. you do like to get your abs out. I'm much shy, am I?
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you've come in today with your shirt on, to be honest with you. I thought your shirt would be off. I was in the gym last night doing sit-ups and everything, just in case. <laughs> But you know it's it's a crazy world that we live in. But uh, again, th- this social media thing, you you know, you've got to capture it. You've got to grab hold of it because it's an incredible yeah. marketing
0: tool as well. well. Definitely, I've always promoted myself. Like I think I've got a massive following. Like you said, I've got a lot of haters, but I've got a lot, lot more fans and like people, people buying to me, people interested. I think as a fighter, it's important to be people, people that want to watch a fight. You could be Reginald; you're just one of the best fighters in the planet, but no one really wants to fight, watch your fight. Yeah. So like it shows and. Um, Having a big profile can go a long way,
1: but stylistically, though, you're you know, Rigondo incredible at mm. what he does. You know, for people like myself and, and, and you, who we I'd like to think are students of the yeah. game that watch an awful lot of boxing, I get it, I get what he does, and it's incredible. Mm. But am I you know, as a fight fan, am yeah. I falling over myself to pay for, to yeah. watch Rigondo? No, I'm not. Mm. He doesn't have that aggressive style. Now, from what we've seen from you in the pro ranks so far, yeah. four fights in. Anyone that chats to me goes, Oh, I like Anthony Fowler. He's so aggressive, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He just walks people down and just throws bombs. He just, that's <laughs> all he's about. And I'm kinda like, That's not actually what Anthony's about though.
0: no no, me. No people will see i actually I've got skills. I'm, I'm a great boxer. I I got a world bronze I was I was in free in the world as an amateur through my skills, not just through bomb throwing bombs. But when you fight people at the level on boxing that can't really deal me power and, and as soon as they start throwing shots and I'm hitting them clean. You don't Want to know that that kid the weekend he took a few shots and went to his shell as all my opponents have. Yeah, he's second opponent. I had a little go and um, he made me look great. Everyone was made up with that fight because he tried to have a little go back and then um, that's why he got to a house and made me look better. But um, as I go through the levels and I have boxers who are ambitious, so you're like, you who you want to win, you want to be with the champion, they're going to come to fight me. And that's when you see the best in me because i love them like, especially here in a house then where we're, we're both exchanging and I'm, and I'm my technique comes through.
1: Yeah, what's the um. I so say, you're four fights in now, four fights in five months, you know what I mean, yeah. I think it's about time, and I think you've already said publicly that you're ready for a break now, yeah. have a little break through till Christmas, but what's the journey been like so far?
0: Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, I've enjoyed every little bit of it, the training's been like, brutal, it's been intense, it's been hard, and I'm, I'm, I'm done. Sheffield on my own, I'm five days a week, so it's tough being my own mentally, but I think it's making me a tougher athlete, like, I, I'm pushing myself very, very hard, and... Um, I think the future is going to be bright.
1: Yeah, I'd like—I definitely like to talk to you a bit more about Sheffield a bit later on. But in in terms of your performance, obviously for Zachas at the weekend, first time you've uh, you've been extended the distance over in Belfast. Personally, I, I really like the Jay Byrne performance at the Echo Arena. That for me has been the standout so far. But which has been your
0: favourite? Was it the, the second fight with Gravas? Yeah, because the second me second poem was quite gamey to he, um, he was nine and five, and he had seven knockouts out of his nine wins, so he fancied himself as a bit of a puncher. And um, he did try and push me back. He tried to have a fight with me. And, like, I showed a lot more in that fight than what I have in the other ones. Like, my first opponent was over in a round, J.B.M. I just I just bullied him, followed him around the ring and just um, took him out. And that for was just, was just in a shell, whereas my second opponent actually threw a few shots. And, like, I enjoyed the fact that he was turning to hit me back and I enjoyed that I had a slip and counting, it and he made me look good. Like, after yeah. that fight, like, everyone was raving because, like, I showed what I was about. So the more people who come to fight me, the better I look.
1: What are you doing in the gym? Are you sparring with in the gym? You know, who's who's there on a regular basis, um, Dan, at Caldwells?
0: So, like I called Lewis Taylor, I think I've sparred the most. He's a super middle. He's, he's boxing Mark Heffron um, in a few weeks, which should be, a, should be a good fight. He boxed Jamie Cox's last fight. i done a bit of sparring with him, but in general, I'm sparring a lot bigger men because the ones me on weight. They spar me once. They won't, they won't spar me again. Even with, like, 16-ounce gloves, I, I'm hitting people in the gym.
1: Mm-hmm. What's um, How's your relationship going with Dave? I noticed on Facebook yesterday you'd put we've been mates for six years now or whatever it was. <laughs> that Yesterday or today or whatever. Today, or today, yeah. yeah, yeah. How's that how's that working out? Because I know at first, you know, you've known each other for a while, but it, yeah. you know, not every boxer, not every coach have got that relationship where it's going to work.
0: No, no, it's, it's very important to have a good relationship and I've got a lot of respect for Dave. like I really want to impress Dave every time I'm in the gym. He gets, he gets the best out of me because Cause I respect me coach, and I understand that he's look what he's done. Jay McDonald, world champion; Gavin McDonough, boxer world title; and Tony Bayu, world champion. So, in this small stable, he's he's done great with the lads, and um hopefully I'm the next one to them um, be world champion. Hopefully.
1: Yeah. You, you uh, We spoke to you previously, and you said that um, you said that since you've worked with Dave, you feel like you're learning all over again. Like you you've gone back mm. to basics, and yeah. you know you were in here. I think it was just a couple of weeks after you'd hooked up with Dave, and you were saying. Oh, you know, I'm falling over my feet. Yeah. I feel like I can't even punch anymore. The 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 fund to anyone that's listening, what what are the fundamental changes then from being you know an elite, you know one of the most de- or the most decorated GB amateur, I think you yeah, were yeah. definitely one of the yeah. most. you certainly went to more tournaments mm. than anybody else, and you know what's the fundamental
0: changes from being at that level to coming over to the pro game? It's just David, it just changed me shape. Like I used to be a lot more square than what I am now, and like with my hands. I said the first time with the gym, I was dropping my job I was, my right hand wasn't rotating, my feet was a bit square, and he, like, he just probably like me in the ladders and footwear to those, and I felt awful. I felt like I couldn't box, I felt like a novice. I couldn't throw one two, correct? I, I, it was probably frustrating me. But everything he said to me made sense. Like what he was telling me, it wasn't like um, I thought, oh, he's, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Like I listened to everything he said, and it all made sense. And when I was hitting people, I was hitting them hard, and I like, could feel the difference. So I knew what he was telling me. Like can sense and even now I'm not getting it all fully but when I do I can't be a different fighter altogether
1: but you can feel it yeah? you can feel it when I you know, if he says yeah. to do something you think wow that's that's not how I used to throw mm. a right cross or that's not where my feet should be for a right yeah. cross yeah. are you feeling it now like where you get it and you're kind of hitting yeah. the pad going okay yeah. alright
0: I get it every fight I felt a lot more natural David like me, me starting to gel more and more as, as a team every fight has it surprised you how, how much Change you've had to make because as a
1: as an amateur, I'll be honest. I'll hold my hand up. I used to go, Fowler's great. He's a great amateur, but I can't wait for him to turn pro because mm-hmm. his style is suited. That golden glove style is made for the pro yeah. game. Has it shocked you that you've come over and gone? Whoa, do you know what? I've, I, you know, there's quite a few bits I've got to tweak here.
0: Yeah, no surprise. you yeah, because obviously, like you said, everyone's always said to me, you'd be a great pro. Your style's perfect for it, and. His style was perfect for the fans like before when I was amateur, I used to just get in there and want I want I like take them out, I used to just be on the chest and looking for the big shot whereas now I'm a I'm a lot more conscious about the defence, like I'm a lot more sad on like that hunger in the box the weekend me old the old me would have been on him a lot more than what I was, but I was thinking the weekend about what's gonna come back, so I went yeah on him, on him, on him, on him. I was just like hitting him and then moving and trying like look for the opens, but he just he just weren't giving me them gaps because like he was just a crafty old pro. He, yeah. he knew he knew when to exchange and when to tie me up.
1: At what stage in the fight did you think, okay, this is going to go the distance? Did you did you kind of did you go into the fight thinking it was going to go the distance or
0: no? I, I never, to be honest, I've got a lot of comments to my power and I've watched this. I've watched the lad and I'm, I've watched them box code kids who were like eighteen no and and go distance, but I thought they don't punch for me, so I yeah. thought I'll take them out. But they did say to me in the change, he went, don't go out there, all going to blazing because I'm expecting to go six rounds. This, this kid's not been I mean? stopped three times in sixty fights, so just pace yourself. But I, I, still fought every round I want to get him. I want to get him next round, and then got to the, even when it got to the fifth. I was like, I've got one more to take him out. And I, said, I started the sixth round fast, and um, he just, he just wouldn't. He just had a good poker face. He was just tying me up, ducking, diving, and because like, he was quite small and compact, yeah, it was hard to like to pick the that He was ducking low, and he was just dead tight, and it was just hard to like to f- get the openings.
1: Yeah, did the did the head clash bother you at all in the first round? Obviously, a little bit of blood that Sky was talking about it. Oh, maybe this has threw him off his game. Didn't look like it threw you off your game at all mm. to me, but you know, you've know, you been cut
0: worse than that, haven't you? No, just a little, little paper cut to me. That was, I just found it funny when they were saying that about me because I've been in the wars, mate. Like, people think amateur boxing all tippy-tappies. Like, they win and all. I was having absolute wars with them, Eastern European killers. So um, I'm used to all that, mate, and I've, I've been through the trenches. So nothing's going to face me in, in a boxing ring now.
1: Yeah. Interestingly, when you've you, obviously you're part of this golden generation, I feel of Team GB that are making waves. And you know, there's a couple more out again this weekend. We'll come come to that later in the show. But do you think that the last couple of years in your amateur uh, career was when the head guards went out? You know, and then they had that tournament as well. What was the tournament called that w- you were in WSB? Yeah, the WSB and stuff like that. Do you think that is because obviously that's the big question now? Is it working? Has it did it set you up for the pro game better, or do you think that?
0: The head guards would give you a bit more protection because I've seen you cut once or twice in the WSB. Yeah, I've cut one, I've cut a few times WSB to be fair, but then fights are a lot more like high-paced and like both boxers are ambitious to win, so they're coming together and meeting and heads were clashing. Whereas in the pros, it's a bit more settled, like the pace is a bit slower. Like when me I got cut the weekend, it was a bit of a free thing, but the lad was a crafty pro. Like I said, he just ducked low through his head and he, yeah. he knew obviously I was taller and it was I, I'm gonna come off worse, but. It did help me in WSB, and the head guards coming off like not like the pro fights—they don't phase me at all. Like that blood was not into me because i am i no—I'm—I'm seasoned now mm-hmm. to like fighting with no head guards. Whereas back in the day, I might have thought, "Oh, I'm gonna get stopped," but I knew I wouldn't because the blood went coming to my eyes, so I thought It'd be cool, this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, in action at the weekend, that pretty much. The same time as yourself, actually. In fact, he was both walk. he was both actually the first round, but it was exactly the same time, but on in other parts of the country. We had JJ Metcalf fighting in Leeds, Um, obviously, super welterweight like yeah. yourself at the moment. He's uh, banging on the door now for, I think that was a final British title eliminator. Have you watched that fight back? And you know, do, um, do you know Jay at
0: all? Have you trained with them? I sparred Jay, I think it was maybe the start of this year or last year. And the co fighter, he's quite rough and tough and very fit. Um. I watched the highlight of his fight, and I knew he'd box beat that kid easy because um, I had to spar that kid, mm-hmm. and um, the kid wouldn't even spar me. His coach said that we don't, don't want to ruin his confidence, and I thought, "I'm a, I'm a free fight novice. You're yeah. boxing with British title on the internet and you want to you want to spar me because you're worried about his confidence." His confidence. I just thought that I fly forward and the car's gonna walk through you because yeah, yeah, obviously got no belief in your fighter, so it doesn't surprise me the result.
1: Yeah. Do you look at obviously it's tough at the moment. You've, you, it's so early in your career, but do you look at the likes of? JJ and you know in a lot of ways Liam Smith, who's obviously the number one in the country in your weight class at the moment. Do you look at them as you know potential rivals in the future, or or do you you know is that something that you can't really think about at the moment?
0: No, no, everyone my way to rival, one hundred percent. I'm a love. I want to be that. I want to. I want to be champion. So, for beat all these kids, one by one. but I think like Mac has probably twelve months away. Liam Smith, eighteen to two years away. So. Just step by step, but this time next year, I reckon if I'm a 12 round fighter, I'll be banging that door for the British title. So I think Metcalf could be champion. Yeah, and um, Liam Smith's probably obviously above that level now, but see what happens with him and Williams.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting proposition, though, isn't it? That you think, you know, in 12 months' time, Echo Arena could have a you know a real Liverpool derby on our hands. There, that's you know one of the fights that made. JJ's dad, obviously Shane there, he was the knock in the park, the big, the big, the big fight they had there, you know. So yeah. with Andy Olligan, that kind of made him, and it goes it still does down in Liverpool folklore. It must be exciting to think, wow, you know, there's a potential there for not one, but maybe even yeah, two yeah. big rivalries <laughs> at the Echo <laughs> Arena.
0: Hundred percent, yeah. I think all our stars would gel nicely. I think it'd be. Great fight for the fans. I'm sure all the would love that. Yeah,
1: definitely. And Liam Smith at the end of the, uh, December, I think it is now December. yeah, with Liam Williams, they're going again. Apparently, it's an eliminator. I think it's been moved back to December now, hasn't it? Was it November?
0: I think it's November. If, if it's been moved back again, that's news to me. But well,
1: did he, oh, sorry, it was supposed to be this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, and they moved it back. November, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right to Newcastle. And uh, yeah. do you fancy Beefy to come through this time? I thought I thought his tactics looked wrong for me the first time yeah. around, and again it was a head clash that seemed mm. to
0: upset his momentum early on. I think Liam might have thought off oh, Box Canelo like Williams as much of a threat, and maybe he's talking a bit lightly. I don't know. That's my that's my opinion. And then obviously Williams is the better boxer early on, and Liam come on strong. But I think this time, I think Liam will be a bit more switched on early on. Well, well he knows Williams has I think the best engine, so he'll start a bit faster, and I think I think Liam should beat him. Yeah. Either on points or maybe stop him late again.
1: Yeah, I thought the first time, you know, I agree, I kind of agree with Beathia. I think the head clash. Again on Williams towards the end, and then Golovkin pulling him out. I think that gave them the perfect excuse mm, to pull him out. Yeah. I think he, he think he, he the fight had changed he then, hadn't gassed, it? Yeah,
0: I, I was sitting there watching, and um, I had Williams a few rounds up, but I thought Leems was coming on very strong, and Leems got cast, and the head clash. You shouldn't, you should have carried on. Obviously, you couldn't see it fair enough, but. If he would have carried on The ref would have stopped the fight Wouldn't have not went to the scorecards In my opinion So Yeah I can't see the centre pulling them out But That was a perfect excuse To get them out there And it, it Obviously it was a head clash Yeah
1: um, you're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm Nick Pete, and I'm joined in the studio by the one and only Anthony Fowler. Coming up in part two, we're going to be talking about Sheffield, why he's still down there, why he spends most of his working adult life living in Sheffield, what's the big attraction, um, and also his relationships with the team that he's got around him and everything else. And then we're also going to get stuck into the fact that Anthony Joshua, Anthony's good mate is fighting this weekend to retain his world heavyweight titles. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
1: Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm joined in the studio tonight by the one and only Mr Anthony Fowler. 4-0 as a pro. But we're going to have a little bit of a break now, aren't we, mate? Mm. Four yeah. fights in five months. I think that's, that's enough for the, your first year, isn't it? Or your first six months.
0: I was half game for um, one or two more, you know, at the end of the year. You wanted to get on the U hay bill, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, no, that, that was my goal, and um, I think I would have been, but I was got a bit of a cut now needs to heal. Got a bit of a sore hand that needs to be rested. So
1: yeah, I can um, see your hand for me. Your knuckles like three yeah. times the size, of which should be. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Is that is that something from this last fight, or is it something that you've been carrying for a few um, few fights? No,
0: I've had it for a while to be honest. Before my debut, I was sparring and I forgot me me wraps. So I had to wear like a bit of amateur wraps, which is a bit was a bit daft. So I sparred eight, eight rounds and um. After the spar, my knuckle was killing me, so I got it checked out, and I had like a little torn tendon on my knuckle, and I need, I need I need the surgery. But I thought there's no way I'm pulling out this debut me, so I had to box one. My hands settled down a lot, so it's been okay for a few months. And then obviously after a fight the weekend, I was catching a lot of head, elbows, stuff like that. So my hands pure ballooned up a lot of it a lot, so I need to them um, get it sorted out before I'm in big fights. And then my hand, after five rounds, my my hands gone, so I need to get it um, could have fixed SAP.
1: Yeah. Obviously to a to a fighter, certainly a puncher like yourself that without your hands, you're knackered, you know, this city's full of them. Joe Selkirk, there's a there's a couple of boxes in this city that were all the talented in the mm. world, but their hands are now in bits. Um is, that, is is that something that, you know, obviously you've learnt over the years you've got to protect your protect your hands, but is that something that you actively go out to do you know do, do you like rest your hands do you put them in warm milk mm. just soak them in vinegar is there any like old school tricks that you use
0: um, no to be honest i do i do exercise sometimes like finger to press ups little wrist curls stuff like that but um my hands have been okay for like four years now i've had no problems at all and the fact that i ate like, my hands sparring when i had no wraps like that, it's frustrating it's a bit of a school wearable you're always think, oh it'll be okay yeah but, um, the way it goes and you, you live and learn will will be doing it again.
1: Yeah. And what about the head as well? I can see you've got a little plaster over it at the moment. How many stitches did the doctor put in at the I weekend? Think, I
0: think it was four in the end, but I, that didn't really phase me. I was actually getting a little video while he was doing it. <laughs> Are you <a> videoing <laughs> him actually putting the stitches I, in? Like a little selfie, yeah. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> it on my Instagram story. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't phase me that now. being there before. Cuts-wise, cuts, cuts wise, then, how many cuts have you had over your, your amateur career? You just lost count. count. Lost, a long, lost count a long time ago, you know. I've had plenty of cuts, mate, and... It doesn't bother me anymore. I'm just I'm just a fighter, aren't I? Yeah.
1: Just coming back to your team then. What what's your team set up at the moment? Obviously, we know you've got Dave Caldwell as a head coach. You know, who does everything? You know, who makes up team machine?
0: Yeah, I've got obviously Dave's my head coach. Yeah, I've got the lads at Boxing Science, Danny Wilson and Alan. They're been a great that, is this Sheffield is it? Yeah, they've been a great asset them. They do all me S and C on me strength and conditioning and they're really up up my game, up my strength, like I'm lifting heavy weights. I think I was doing forty key chest press and um, forty key dumbbells the other day and like, for me that's 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 very heavy. Um it's like double, I think body weight, body weight. So um yeah, everything's going great. I've got a great set of course. How did you meet them? How did they come into um, the mix? Obviously when I was based down in Sheffield I needed an S coach. So I just I looked around. A few people oh, so that
1: up. wasn't something that you already worked with when you were in team G B no, no, or anything, no, 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 they, no.
0: These are brand new. I was, I was considering keeping the G B ones on but it might have been a little bit confusing with the amateurs and stuff so I just needed my own fresh team, own fresh outlook, and they've th- been a great asset. Like everyone's always watching me Instagram and like thinking, "Whoa, is SNC serious?" So they would actually like train me in a lab, like scientists. Like one was like a scientist. Brilliant. So they do all, all my blood tests, check my lactic acid, all my um. It's all, it's all advanced stuff I wouldn't know about, but I just I give them hundred percent, mate, and I'm, I'm getting the results.
1: Who else is Who else is in that team then? So that's your SNC sorted. Yeah. You've got your, your boxing coach sorted. You know, who looks after your nutrition,
0: all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I've got a, a um, fella I've been using. Just, just but To be honest, with, with my nutrition, I just need a little, little bit of advice now and again because what I'm actually qualified for a nutrition myself. I've done it um, in college. I've done a level three personal training and nutrition degree. So I've got a decent knowledge, not advanced, advanced, but I know what I'm doing kind of thing. So I, I eat the right things. I eat like four meals a day, small meals, regular. And um, that's all good. I've got a sports psychologist who works with him. dad and Till as well. Mm-hmm. He's he's him, Brian Brian I've got him um, a chiropractor, got me physio. I've got I've got a, I've got a good solid team. Like I'm, I'm very blessed to have the team I've got. Yeah, good sitting the money, yeah. a novice as a pro. Of
1: course. And then you know, obviously we'll we'll come back to Sheffield in a minute. But when you when you're back in Liverpool, who you, who do you work with here? I don't work. Do you don't still change w- at the Golden Gloves?
0: No, no. I, I'm with davis and allowed. Dave wants me to just be with him constantly now. Right. Which, Makes sense, because he's in my messages. There. Yeah, so no, no one else in me year apart from Dave, so i I'd, I'd train Sheffield five days a week. I'll have my Saturdays off, and then I'll do, like, I like to do hot yoga on a Sunday just to relax myself. I might do, like, a little run, but... Motion. And that's here? That's, a, yeah. that's on Macy's side? Yeah, and on Monday morning, back back to Sheffield. Who
1: put you on to the hot yoga? Where did that come from? Um,
0: How long have you been doing it for? I've been doing it for years. You know I, I don't know what it was. Some, I think someone was recommending it, because I had a bad back years ago, and... Yoga really helped me a lot, like with my flexibility, because I'm quite stiff, you know what I mean. So, um, the box, the yoga, just like loosens me up, me joints up, me muscles, and like. I think it's a big, I think it's a big help for any any athlete to do. It. Yeah,
1: there's an ex-boxer from Liverpool, Chili What's his name? Jenkins. Chilly Jenkins. That, that's yeah, it, yeah. That's who, he's is, one is that who you do it yeah, with? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've yeah. Yoga. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Down on uh, up in Waverley, mm. down by Allerton Road. Yeah, know where yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. You
0: come down one day. I've.
1: Do you know what I've been wanting to do? I've been wanting to try yoga forever. It's one of them things that it's like uh, it's like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm like, oh, one day I'm gonna start. That I'm gonna try it and see <laughs> see if I enjoy it. But I know I know Chile had a a, a couple of places open and stuff like that. Are you sitting working? as an advisor on a few places and yeah. he swears by it obviously no, mate, he lives his life by it now
0: mate, it's been a big help the yoga life you know what I mean people think it's just for girls but it helps me a lot mate yeah. really a lot
1: have you done anything else like gymnastics or dance or did you do any of that stuff when you yeah, were at GB
0: no no it's harder tired dancing i to dance I'm like a robot but <laughs> Get, There's get, team machine did. there. You got this perfect though, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Of course. Yeah, give it a miss. I thought I'm gonna dance me, meet, meet.
1: So, so after the fights, when you're in the neighbourhood, you can you're the one doing the robot on the dance floor, right? <laughs> yeah. Just
0: stiff as a board, yeah. Just <laughs> stiff hips, but um, i a few drinks I think I will have a go. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I thought with your with your girl being a singer and a dancer, mm. I thought she would have been working on your, your, you know, your
0: salsa technique yeah, and she, all that. She like. did try, but my lost cause. <laughs> Two left work. feet Excuse <laughs> 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 so me.
1: What's the... Um, okay, so what's... <clears throat> obviously, Dave Caldwell is the situation why we're back down in Sheffield. It, it's weird that you've had this entire incredible amateur career mm. based out of Sheffield and then yeah. your pro career returns to exactly the same city. Oh, Yet no. there isn't... So what you're saying is there is no crossover still with Team GB? No. You don't train with them anymore? You don't go down there?
0: No, now and again, I might, I might go down and see the boys and um, obviously I get bored down here on my own, but I, I don't finish training until late, so sometimes I'm trying to put my feet up and go to sleep, but... Um. Yeah. It's, it's. It is weird to be honest. It is weird. It's like I can't get out of Sheffield, but um, the main Sheffield is like a big box city as well. They've of course. Got, there's great sparring and they've got great coaches. And um, as soon as I tried Dave, what I me? Mean, I just thought Dave's the man for me straight away. That's no lie. As soon as I've done a few pads of Dave, I thought he knows what I need to work on. And he he's good. I, I like how he's got me a lot more sad on him. He's great. He's working me and my job and stuff. He, he suits me a lot, like. Yeah.
1: In in terms of Sheffield, obviously last time I was there was a few years ago, but it's just all hills, isn't it? There's plenty of places to run that are going to tax your lungs. I don't remember being in Sheffield and seeing a flat street anywhere.
0: Yeah, everyone says that, mate. And like I did do, do like a little um, a little AK on a Wednesday, and um, there's a lot of hills. Like I'm not going to lie, it, it does push you.
1: Does does getting away? Do you think? <clears throat> obviously, fighters are fighters. You know, horses for courses. I know David Price is a big homebird. Hates being away, and you know he, he accepts that's probably held him back in his career. Do you feel as as a pro, and even as an amateur, of course, you making the sacrifice, being down there, being away from your family, your friends? Do you think that's all part of making your making up your psyche?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I do believe being isolated and being away has like made me a lot. Strong and tough, athletes like I can't describe all, I won't believe you. Focus, I am like I literally just I'm on my own all day. I just I'm just thinking about how I can get better. Like I am proper obsessed with them, with improving. And like I don't think there's many people like me who like do whatever, whatever it needs to be done to do to be the champion. Like I, I will do anything I'm told by me coaching, by my team. Yeah you set up down there then, so do you, do you
1: stay in a hotel? Are you like at Alan Partridge on one of them motorway yeah. travel hotel things, <laughs> or have you got like a little flat or an apartment? Um, no,
0: at, at first I was staying in hotels, and um, I would, I'd, I'd come up Monday, Tuesday, go going on for one day, come back, and it was a bit of lo- a lot of driving and stuff, so there's a fellow in Rich, Richard house now, Jimmy's a former pro, and mm-hmm. uh, he's got a big house, and he says to me, whenever you down, just stay in me, so I, I just stay with Richard now and again now, or I jump in a hotel, so it's not it's not too bad, to be fair. Like um, Richard's probably sorts me out a lot.
1: Yeah, so it's quite a lot of like home comforts there, I can yeah. imagine, staying with someone else.
0: Yeah, and he's been in the same position because he used to travel around London and stay at Adam Booth when he was always away and he'd travel around and he'd miss his bed, same as me, so he's been there where I've been, so like he's like trying his best to help me. I mean. So is it
1: kind of like a Big Brother House type scenario <laughs> where you just have like a Toro Gatti videos playing constantly?
0: And <laughs> There's a lot of boxing talk going down, like constantly, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Do you do you cook?
1: You said before you qualified nutritionist, do you, or you you qualified in nutrition. Do you cook all your own meals then?
0: Do no, you? no, I have a um, a sponsor, like a food prep that prepared all for me, and it's handy to be honest because I can't really bother me cooking. I feel like I'm training for four or five hours a day, so when I get home, I just want to chill out, so just put a bit of food, up, warm it up, and um, it's got like a little bit of veg, a bit of chicken, a bit of rice, and that that does me.
1: Yeah. It it sounds like such a Spartan lifestyle. I think this is what a lot of people don't appreciate, isn't it? It's certainly about being being a pro in the in the modern day. I think you could probably get away with a lot more a few years ago, ten years ago, or whatever. But I think in the modern day, if you don't live like a racehorse and treat yourself like a racehorse, yeah. you're ultimately going to become undone.
0: You no, know, people don't understand how hard it is, mate. Like it's, it, they couldn't do it after instance, I was eleven, so I can like live this lifestyle. Like I can't even drink nothing but water. I'm just on water constantly every single day. Like I can't even have a glass of orange. Mm. You know what I mean so I, I do live like literally like a spam because I'm very 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 strict like I, I a time spring to me bed she thinks I'm living the high life or something <laughs> I'm like listen love I'm living the, living the dog's life it's not, it's not easy yeah
1: is that ultimately what it takes to make Anthony Fowler or do you believe that's what it takes to
0: make any 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 problem in this modern era Um, I, I think you need to be to, to be the best you got to like just, like do everything right I, I know how hungry these foreign are and I've been the world fighting and they have got nothing they've got nothing we fighting so they're all very hungry I have to better laugh for themselves but it's over here some of us have got it a, a lot easier Yeah. so I think we've got to live the way they live to still have the same hunger and work ethic as yeah. they've got so I was trying to do more than what my opponents are doing I, I have it in my head that everyone's hungry not, not just me and I don't think just because I'm like on social media posting I'm trading everyone else isn't trading as well they're all, they're all doing it behind closed doors so I just make sure that like, I go the extra mile
1: yeah, you can see that at the weekend. Obviously, top of the bill in Belfast was the uh, Ryan Burnett and Zhanat Zakiev fight, the, the unification fight. And, and Zanit, I hear the story about Zanit when he won the WBA title when he beat Rushy Warren um and won that belt. He, he, Ricky Hatton was saying that he, he phoned home to Kazakhstan and was like in tears. We've, we, you know, we can now buy our own house. We can, you know, that kind of when you're thinking you're going up against Eastern Europeans who are tough yeah. anyway, but they've got that kind of incentive. Yeah. You know, it feels like yes, this is a golden age for British boxing, but I think world boxing at the moment's really booming. It's never been so popular, the sport, and I think a lot of these Eastern Europeans see it as a way
0: out of poverty. Yeah, not hundred percent. They're struggling. They're fighting for the the kids and the lives. But I'm fighting for me, just me, dream. So I I, I believe like I've got to it so 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 serious. I can't just like do it as a hobby or do it as a, like a part time job. It's a it's a full twenty four seven like or oh, oh yeah like this year I've had 2 weeks off this whole year I had 2 weeks off in the summer and that was it I've trained every single week even when I was boxing and, um, the summer was obviously off I trained through the whole summer Yeah. even though I, I don't have like a 14 week camp for that J-Burn fight which is like 14 weeks for the 6 rounder but I just want to get improved all the time and I want I like, to stay hungry
1: yeah at this stage, are, we, are you are you trying stuff in the ring that you wouldn't naturally try? You know, you think, okay, I'm gonna try and unload this combination that we've been working on in the gym now. Not necessarily to force something to happen, but just to kind of show Dave, okay, this is what we've been working on. Let's this, this is me applying it now. Yeah. Are, are you or or still are you? Are you in the point of let's get in there and let's get this guy out of there?
0: No, no um, after that the, the JBM fight, Dave gave me a, a good telling off. Say like I wasn't listening. to Jave,
1: uh, well, sorry, uh, sorry to butt in, but I spoke to Dave after that fight, and I was like, "Oh, Dave, what a performance! You must be over the moon." He went, "I'm fuming."
0: Yeah, it was. I, he I was fuming. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I was the same. I, I was a bit surprised that Dave was at such a combo. He felt as though I wasn't listening to him in the corner. When I, I felt as though I was, but when I watched it back, I was a little bit too keen and I was attacking to the, the left all the time, and JBM was just like getting away from me I wasn't cutting the ring off I was following around a little bit and Dave's taught me better than that so I can see what, where he was coming from obviously he was a little bit harsh to, I thought myself but that's just the way he is he's a, he's a perfectionist and he's, yep. he wants what's best for me and on my second fight like the weekend I was very conscious about not not um, letting the lad escape make sure I was cutting off stepping across and taking the little step so I think <laughs> the telling off it's sucking it suck to me like, because I, I didn't want another one <laughs> yeah,
1: you've had enough of them yeah <laughs> do you miss GB do you miss the GB setup? up you were involved in it for so
0: long um, I miss all the lads I, I loved all the lads all the coaches they're all like like a big family I miss them all a lot but um, I do enjoy professional life a lot more I like the individuality as a professional like it's all about me it's, just, it's my team it's like we are team machine armor. Mm-hmm. team GB I'm team machine so everyone's there to help me because I'm getting the one on one now with Dave and with me S&C it's like it's made me a new animal like I'm in such great shape now like on the scales and I'm so strong and fit. I can can do the rounds easy. So I'm like, I am enjoying life a lot more.
1: Yeah. This individual one-on-one, does that suit you? I know a lot of fighters um, will talk about, they like training in a team. They like that. If you go to Joe Gallagher's, Mm. they're like a team. There's like 10 of them all training at once or, you know, taking turns, doing doing a bit of sparring, going on pads, doing bags. Then they all do yoga together. There's a real like team environment there. Yet then you look at the other side of the fence, someone like Tony Bellew, who's just a complete lone wolf. You know, do you think that suits you? Is that what it is? You you like to be at all about you?
0: Yeah, I am. I um, I've done a team effort and stuff and it's good to have people to push you with you, but at the end of the day I don't need no one to push me because I can I can push myself and um having Dave watching every single combination of throw, every single shot, anything I do wrong it picks up on it. Whereas yeah. if it was if he was ten of us in the gym, you probably throw a few lazy shots and get away with it. Even though you you don't try to, you just it's just habit. Yeah. So having that one on one I think it's just improving me as a hot all round fighter and I don't believe I don't believe I've shown not in the ring yet. In my fights that I, what we're working on like, like I said I'm sparring in the gym, I'm sparring like heavyweights, I'm sparring super middleweights and I'm, I'm I'm doing well against them, do you know what I mean? I'm hurting them, I'm I'm showing me head movements, I'm showing me the def- my counters. Whereas in my fights I haven't lost a round yet, I've I've had a close round I've I've only been here like twice in four fights, do you know what mm. I mean? That I've that I've felt a little bit. So um with a fist and not a head. <laughs> that's right, so I love how I've shown not on you, and I, I, I think like when people come to fight me, mate, you're, you're gonna see it like a different animal together. When I'm when I'm exchanging people, I'm rolling, I'm coming back, and I'm blocking, I'm fighting back. It's gonna be completely different, and I think that's when people are gonna like start getting rabbi on me and realizing that I am very exciting to watch.
1: Yeah, it's super exciting, I can't wait for it to be honest with you, I've been, I've, listen, I've been happy so far, 4 mm. no, three stoppages mate, I, I'm bought yeah, in, I can't yeah. wait 2018, roll on uh, You're listening to Nick Pete and Anthony Fowler in the studio for the Fight Disciples on Radio City Stork. and please stick with us because we're going to get the lowdown from the machine on the one and only Anthony Joshua who returns to the ring this weekend
0: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast
1: Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm joined in the studio tonight by Anthony Fowler, if you are on, just join us. Where have you been, man? We've been talking about his fight at the weekend. we talked about his busted hand, talking about the cut on his head. He's still got a smile on his face. He's going to have the Christmas off, I think. We're going to have a few months off. We may. But will the abs still be there come January, or will they have to come back?
0: The abs going nowhere, mate. Pass me, then, see.
1: I love it. Listen, for this final part of the show, obviously, I want to look ahead to... Uh, cardiff this weekend anthony joshua i know he's a good mate of yours but before i ask you about aj i don't know how true this is i hear the rumor that you had a frosty relationship with rob mccracken during the gb days is that true did you did you not really get on with him? or
0: no, 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 that's probably false that i mean rob we've always been like friends oh Kurt right okay rob, cool, yeah 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 just just they speak to rob and stuff and yeah um, i texted him the other day when he won that award to say well done he just yeah actually a nice one
1: yeah. it's a it's a funny one with Rob McCracken because obviously he is head coach of GB he's also head coach of of Calify, as well as mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua They're both fighting this weekend he's kind of got a foot in in both ponds at the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a weird situation Is it, you know does he spend a lot of time with the GB
0: lads or is his time split now or um, Rob's the performance director he isn't like necessarily a coach of GB he just he helps Rob because he helps, he's got coaching qualifications but that doesn't mean Rob's job Rob's the performance director but yeah, he he's it's has got to the pros and the amateurs because we the amateurs learn from the professionals and all there. it's all working well he you know what he's doing and make the results of speaking with speaking with themselves.
1: Yeah. The um the hook up with AJ obviously it's been it's been electric so far with nineteen and oh with nineteen stoppages. Soon to be twenty and oh, let's be honest, with twenty stoppages <laughs> heading into this weekend. Um from the outside looking in, I like obviously I obviously I don't know. AJ, as well as I know you, for instance, or a lot of other lads, uh, I've I've met him a couple of times. He seems like a completely down to earth lad. Um, but what's he really like as a person? Is is what we see on Sky and all that? Is that is that just what he's like?
0: Yeah, to be honest, mate, he's one of the nicest lads I've ever met. He's just like proper cool. Honest, I wouldn't say he's ever changed. Famous thing onto his head, like, what he says like stay hungry, stay humble. That that's what he preaches and that's what he stands for. Like he's just a down to earth fella and he happens to be the every champion of the world. So. Massive respect for Joshua.
1: What was it like being in, in, in camp with him at GB and stuff? What's his personality like? Is he the loudest one in the room? Is he the joker in the room? Or
0: um, I wouldn't say he's a joker, like, but he's, he's the loudest, definitely. With <laughs> that big Frank not laugh, I can hear it a mile away. But he's just a good guy. He's he's a nice fella.
1: What was it like traveling abroad with him and stuff? Did you ever room with him and things like that, or yeah, did you? Um,
0: yeah, I mean, we roomed we, we, together a few times. To be fair, and he was just chilled. He was a son. He used to do me in because he eat so much, and I'd be starving. <laughs> I think I a problem with him
1: <laughs> Eat until the cows come home. Yeah. yeah. What's he like of a? a you know, a, <clears throat> trying to get a paint a little bit of a picture of him now because, I, as I say, you know, we we know about his past. We know the fact that he only got to boxing aged eighteen. You know, for him to to have risen to the point where he has now, obviously an Olympic gold medal, sensational. He's come into the pro ranks. You know, people argue that first that he had the easy route to the world title, mm. but listen, ain't nobody doubting no more after the performance yeah. against Vladimir Klitschko. Did you always, even as a even as an amateur, could you see that in him? Did you think, wow, this guy's going to be heavyweight champion yeah. of the world?
0: It's what, a of a strange memory, this, but I remember we shared the dreams together. And I remember tapping him on the back. And I remember my hand sinking to his back. It was weird. Like his his lats were that big. That my hand, like, disappeared into his spine. It was weird. I was like, what's, what's weird that means? Like, his back, his muscles were abnormally massive. His body was just so big and powerful. on his foot. that's weird, that. And then when I see him spar and fight, he just he was so aggressive, so powerful, just like a natural athlete. And he's got that mentality as well, where he, he works hard. He puts, he puts the graft in, he's like, he believes he needs to work hard. He doesn't just expect it to like, win his fights. He makes sure that no stones left unturned and he always puts the grass in. So, in my opinion, he deserves everything he gets.
1: Yeah. It, it sounds like he's got a similar similar mentality to yourself as mm. well. You know, he, he kind of lives like a Spartan lifestyle. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He, he, you know, he's surra- like yourself, he's surrounded by mm. absolute professionals yeah. in every field. But <clears throat> he seems to be making sacrifices in his social life and his personal life to get to where yeah. he wants to be.
0: Definitely, I never heard him talking about like drinking or, or like women or anything like that. He, he talks about boxing constantly. Like he's he really loves the boxing and he like he wants to be like a, a legend in the sport. So he he does work very hard. That's why that's what I always say I I respect him as a person as well as a fighter because he does live that lifestyle, mate. He, there's no two ways about it. Like he I know where he stays in Sheffield. He stays in a little, a little tiny flat, mate, and he he just trains all day. So. He deserves. It. I think he gets Joshua.
1: Yeah, it's so strange that to see that. I seen this, that this week on um, um, uh, they'd gone out only, and Johnny Nelson had, had spent a day training with him. Mm. I think it was in Sheffield, and then he went back to his digs. And I was thinking, there's no way the heavyweight champion of the world sleeps in a little digs like that, like a yeah. little little one bedroom flat type thing. Mm. But that's that's legit. That's what that's he what does, he
0: does. He does. I was in his like two weeks ago. I was just talking to him. And he was sitting there thinking, all oh, was what, with his little boxes of water and his freeze and his. He's got, he's got like a little chef now. He cooks his food, and that's so why he's got, he's got his, his little royalties now. But yeah. he still lives in that little flatmate. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not like in big hotels, getting massages, big beds, silk sheets. He's just living in a, in a little, a little flat like. I
1: find it mad that <clears throat> for him to achieve all he has so quickly, and you know, undoubtedly the riches that come with it, that he's still, he's still very much like Rocky One or Rocky Two. Rather than Rocky Three or Rocky Four, yeah. what was the was it Rocky Three where he's training in the hotel and there's like dancing girls and all like a circus going on? Yeah. That's where that's where AJ should be now, man. That's what I'd be like if I was him. Nah. I'd have all kind of dancing girls and everything while I was sparring.
0: Nah, he likes his money as well, Josh. So he probably just wants to pay for all that. I think the flat's free. <coughs> the flat's cheap.
1: That's so funny that he's on the, on the precipice now of you know, in my opinion absolute world domination, the performance against Klitschko. I don't know about yourself going in. I was like, wow, this we're, we're going to find out. This was like a sink or swim. It's like throwing your kid in the deep end of a swim yeah, pool and going, go ahead, yeah. do it. Because, again, he'd had a route to world title that you could question, certainly the way, the manner in which he won the world title and then defended it, you thought, the calibre isn't there, the quality isn't there. But Klitschko, there's no denying it. The guy dominated the sport for 10 years. And to be fair, Klitschko turned up. That was one of my favourite Klitschko performances yeah, as well. Uh, and yet, AJ rode the storm, got up off the floor. That, too, tells us so much more about him as a man and an athlete than I think all of the,
0: the 18 blowouts that went yeah, before it. No, 100%. Him. Like, I remember speaking to um, someone about David Haybock and Joshua before David Hay lost the value. And he was saying to me that um, Hay would knock out Joshua in two rounds. And I went, mate, listen to me. Hey, he's dangerous, but if he does not in two rounds, Joshua has got the heart of a lion. Joshua will not stop fighting. Joshua is <coughs> an amateur. was in proper absolute wars, and he's got a massive heart. And against Klitschko, he showed that heart. He's not just a spectacular knockout. He can, he, when He can when it gets hard in there and digs it in, he's got that grit. Same as myself. Like I know when I when I when I get tested against someone hard, i want to come through with flying colours because I know I've got that grit. And, and Joshua is the same.
1: Yeah, I just think it's incredible he stays so. Stays so humble and stays so grounded
0: yeah.
1: when everyone around him's getting mm. so super excited. Do you do yeah. you think this is his last fight in the UK? Do you think next year he'll probably go? On, he'll have to Something go and fight in I America don't. because that's where. Yeah. Let's be honest. You know, I, I know he's a very wealthy man already. He's mm. selling out ninety thousand tickets at Wembley Arena, and, and recording you know millions of buys on pay per view already. But you know to make the global, real money, the, the the you know because you know in theory. Floyd Mayweather come out and said, I'm the first billion-dollar fighter. And when you clock up all his, all his winnings over his career, I think he's just shy of a billion dollars. Mm. Anthony Joshua, the way he looks, the way he walks, the way he talks, the way he fights, yeah. truly is the first billion-dollar fighter, surely. The, yeah. the, the, the As a prospect, surely if he goes to America and becomes a... a, a and he will be, because yeah. he, the Americans Shall. will see him for what he is and go, wow, this guy's not fake. Yeah. He's genuine. Yeah. He's a nice guy. You know, he, is, he wears his heart on his sleeve mm. and he's just dedicated to the cause. They're going to buy into it. Yeah, how, how big could this kid go?
0: Oh, he could be the biggest ever, mate. He's got, he's got that much potential. He's got the Olympic gold, two world titles. I think he'll be in Wilder, 100%. I think he's too tidy. Wilder is Wilder, nature as well, in So I think yeah. that you get exposed off against Joshua. So I think Joshua could be the first big dollar being man, yeah,
1: 100%. And he's still a young guy as well. Okay. You no, know, he's gonna be around yeah. for a long time. You you know him better than anyone, yeah, certainly certainly in this room. But
0: uh
1: is he driven by money?
0: Um obviously he, he likes his money and he's he's very clever with his money, but it must be to the point now where he he just like he's doing my legacy because he's got that much money now and he hasn't changed at all. So I think I think what 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 Joshua he's in a bubble. Like he's he's got tunnel vision, same same as a lot of fighters have. And yeah. he, he's just like trains as a lot of few all these, gets back to camp. So he's in that bubble where it's just train, train, train. But I think when he comes away from it, you'll see if he'd be like, "Wow, look what I've achieved," and then, um, you you get you know what I mean. He might change then and be like a bit more like luxury and wealthy and stuff, which he's entitled to. But he's in a bubble, like he's got tunnel vision. And I think when he when he comes away, then maybe um, he'll, he'll realize himself what he's doing, and it's it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I think at one point he, you know, hasn't he bought his mum's place now or he's bought a house now or whatever? He's, he's kind of he's done them things, them them initial material things yeah. that a lot of fighters do. But then since then, as you say, he's still living in that tiny little yeah. bed sitting in Sheffield and that spot lifestyle. For you yourself personally, do you, do you have financial goals in terms of Obviously, you want to become. You want to make a. You want to make enough money from this sport so you don't have to work again, yeah. and hopefully your kids don't have to work, or certainly can be given a nice life. But do you have a goal where you, you know, I want to get this person that. I want to get that. I want to want to repay people. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure. I want to buy myself a house. I want to yeah,
0: get. You yeah, know, do you have these kind of goals in your yeah, mind at the moment. moment? At the moment, like I'm, I'm motivated by like wanting to win titles than money to me. I just believe the money will come if I ever achieve my goals, which I want to be like Commonwealth British English champion, and then. Want to European and world, I believe that the money will come with it, but I don't like to think about the money too much. Obviously, I, I want to get paid what I deserve and people around me want to help them and get them little helping hands when I can. Like my family was struggling and stuff, but at the moment it's just more about like being a champion rather than the money.
1: Yeah. Uh also on the, in action this weekend, Calliophai defenses, uh Superfly WBA title and um Joey Cordina, Akoli, Buatzi, all on the undercard, lads you you also yeah. know know well um, your fight for me is a sensational boxer but unfortunately his size he, you mm. know he's never gonna he's never gonna you know become a global star is he let's be honest in that flyweight division
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's sad but it's the way it is We want to see big fellas and you want to see heavy knockouts like Carl can punch very very hard for his weight and he's a great great fighter and like, um, Carl's fighter dedicated as well Carl doesn't even drink he hasn't drank for like 6 years and like, even on have a little drink now and again Carl's like very very and I've got a lot of respect for him as well and the likes of um, him, Coley, um, Browarty and Coley and I speak to them all regularly and we're all like very, very good friends.
1: Yeah, again it comes back to that golden generation I feel that you're a part Mm -hmm. of, you know, it's it's like Joshua and then there's like about 10 others of you all coming through, Josh Kelly and everything all coming through kind of at the same time, you know. It was only two years ago I think we, we were celebrating the fact that the UK was home to thirteen or it may have even been fourteen world champions. Yeah. But the way we're looking here, in two or three years, you know, throw in Tasha as well, throw you know, yeah. throw in Nicola Adams. You know, in, in two or three years we could have 15 16 yeah. maybe more world champions. Yeah, you know, you've 20. got to feel like the UK had taken over boxing.
0: It's Easy, it? I think um, Eddie Ains a lot of Frank he's, he's made boxing massive in the UK and like where the money's are, the titles will be as well because it comes hand in hand but like you said the, the boxing in the UK is absolutely flying like the whole team yeah and is a great like, we travel the world we box the best styles and when we do turn pro we're very experienced like we've got that um that pedigree I mean it goes a long way
1: yeah we were to- I was talking this week, earlier in the week, to Darren Till. I don't know if you've seen him at the weekend. Obviously, you mentioned him earlier. He's also works with. It's Brian McCready, yeah, you Brian, guys both yeah. work with, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you're seeing the, the, the same psychologist, but. Uh, you know, he had a phenomenal breakout performance over in Gdansk in Poland at the weekend, beat yeah. Cowboy Saroan. And first thing he did when he spoke to all the media afterwards, he said, I want to take the UFC back to Liverpool. I want Sorry, I want to take the UFC to Liverpool. Mm. UFC have never done a show in Liverpool and he wants to do it at yeah. the Echo Arena. And for him right now, that means more than winning a world title. Mm. Just to bring the UFC to sure. Liverpool to him means more than winning a world yeah. title. For you in a, in a similar position, is that kind of where you're at as well? You want to get to the point where you're headlining and going, okay, Eddie, bring come to Liverpool, come back to Liverpool. Mm. You want to, you know, because I feel like this city is behind you 100%. You've yeah. got a, a fan base here already. Yeah. We're just waiting. We're waiting for the blue touch paper. We're waiting for the titles to come. And yeah. then you've got to, you know, look like Anthony Crawler at Manchester. He doesn't fight anywhere yeah, else. Anthony right. Crawler never leaves Manchester. Yeah. Why would he? Josh Warrington never leaves yeah, Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Why would he? And I feel like Liverpool as a city is waiting for that. You know, Derry Matthews retired now, one of the best, most followed fighters in the city. Mm. Tony Bellew only fights very sporadically and obviously he's getting a fortune to fight in London these mm. days. The city's itching and waiting for a star to get behind and break through. So you've got to feel that and you've got to think,
0: yeah. I, I fancy this. No, it would be special. I, I'd, I'd be so flattered to headline my own billion. That would be unbelievable. And like, that has been me dreams when I was a kid. That kind of stuff. Like I said, I'm, I'm literally not motivated by money at the minute. I, I want to be like, champion that's me that's me go i visualize belts all the time i like i close my eyes and i think about having belts around my waist and that's what that's what i'm, I'm driven by
1: yeah which one first are you gonna st- do you think you'll get to world title level at super welter or like middle mm, as in yeah, old yeah. money or, yeah, yeah. Do, or do you expect to be at middleweight by then
0: no no i think for at least i can do at least another two years this weight, a 100 i don't see this so i can move up until I've, I've achieved what i wanted this weight i think there's big fight for me at, at middleweight you know what I mean I'd, like to, I'd love to watch Eubank that'd be a great fight for me at middleweight People though up have been seeing me for years smash that Eubank <laughs> since, I was, <laughs> since I was an amateur even so I reckon that'd be a great fight one day him. Um, at the moment I'm just taking a step by step but at the moment I want the British title that's, that's like a, that'd be a special special belt for me yeah but that, that's do you want about...
1: to do it old school do you want to go British yeah. You're a Commonwealth European
0: yeah. world is that I I think that's the best way because I want to like get the rounds with my belts and I don't want to like run me for a walk I know some yeah. fighters have went from like British the world and, and being knocked out, you know what I mean? Because you got you got to take one step at a the time. There's there's levels and boxing. It's the most common phrase. And it's the truth. I I believe I can go all the way, but at the moment I've got I've got no rounds behind me. I've only got I've only got amateur behind me, which is it's a different game.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, and finally, before I let you go, prediction for this weekend, AJ. What round? I
0: think within three. You know, I think Joshua within three. I don't think so sort of much of a threat for him. Um, Joshua's power and speed would be too much.
1: Yeah, roll well on 2018. Listen, thanks for coming in mate. No Appreciate problem, it. Mate, Have a nice break now and we'll catch up with you again in the new year. Yeah, You're man. listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.